This is The Peaceful Corner, Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Hello everyone, welcome back to The Peaceful Corner. We are here to fellowship with the Holy Spirit once again. I hope you guys are doing exceptionally well. Someone said this word, someone said, oh that was phenomenal. And ever since she said that, I've never, that word has never left my my mouth. (laughs) Anyways, welcome back. Um, we're still celebrating the martyrs, the murders, whatever you want to call them. Um, we're celebrating our brothers and sisters who are being persecuted. Um, and today is the 29th of June and it is murder's day, day of Christian murders. Christian murders are not the ones that have, I don't know why they put Christian murders. Maybe they're Muslim murders. I don't know. Um, but that's besides the point. Sorry. Um, today we're celebrating Christian murders um, all over the world who are being persecuted for loving Jesus, right? To you, loving Jesus is okay. And you don't, you know, you know, you don't get persecuted that much, you know, it's whatever. I'll go to church if I want to. I will watch church online. I am too tired to go to church today because I was working all throughout yesterday. My goodness. Oh, I'm not even going to watch. I'm going to be at home, but I'm not even going to watch. I'm not even going to watch the service online. I'm going to go throughout my day, every day, every week, and I'm not going to read the Bible. Mm-mm-mm. I'm sorry if I just attack some people. It's not intentional. But um, it's actually intentional. Um, Jesus is everything. These people are getting persecuted. And I know, you know, you don't have to feel sorry for them. You just have to know that Jesus is everything to you. And you need to take him seriously. Because there's people who know the true meaning of why Jesus came to die for them and why they are children of God and will do anything to stay that way. Don't care who persecutes them. Do not care if they have to smuggle the Bible. They are doing everything to read the word of God. To make sure that they memorize the Bi- books of the Bible. Because they don't they don't know the next time they're going to have an opportunity to hold a Bible in their hand. But thank God for the Holy Spirit who can minister to us. Who is the living word. Right? Who can minister to them. Um, last year... Um, on Murder's Day 2021, we didn't celebrate it on the podcast because uh, I didn't know about it. Um, but they were honoring the faithful witness of Rocio Panil. She is from Colombia. She was shot to death on her own doorstep um, by Marek's guerrillas um, because of her witness of Christ. Um, so, she, I mean, she really, you know, she paid the price. For, you know, saying that she was going to, you know, do God and God all the way and nobody else. Um, I'm going to find a short synopsis on her just real quick if I can, um, if you don't mind. But honestly, it's been amazing talking about all these people um, and really eye-opening to what, you know, like when we even talk about the Bible and how Apostle Paul was preaching, was killing Christians, you know, and God said, why do you, why do you persecute me? You know, it's really an eye opener to kind of see what was really happening. These ones are be- these people here now are being persecuted. You know, by their neighbors, they're being ripped apart from their family. They're burning down their houses. You know, and just think about Christianity just being so new at that time. Now that Christianity is a lot more, and we have organizations like Voice of the Murders, Samaritan's Purse, African Missions. You know, helping people around the world. You know, in that time, it was still very new. It was at the inception, and. Imagine what Apostle Paul and his gang was doing, or Saul at that time, was doing. I mean, they were slaughtering them by the numbers. They were, if they found them, they killed them. 
um, you know, they took the apostles, Peter and John and all of them. They, they beat them. They flogged them. They said, don't preach again. They came back and preached. Um, you know, they beat them. They flogged them. They came back and preached. They did not care. Um, they didn't care about, they were happy to be beaten. They were happy to be beaten, you know, because uh, what more to, and to be beaten about doing the right thing, right? Um, and about giving, telling people about the eternal life of God, Christ. Um, so, you know, that was what, um, that, you know, that's, I mean, that's what we're talking about. How, you know, but thanks be to God who had mercy on Saul. You know, this like he persecuted this Christian so much. He was the ringleader. He knew about all the rules and everything. And God shined the light in his eyes so bright. It entered his heart. And he never remained the same ever that day. He became Paul. And Paul is one of the greatest apostles ever. Um, well, I mean, maybe not one of the greatest. Um, but yeah, one of the greatest. He, you know, wrote a lot of um, the epistles that we're reading. He wrote a lot of the New Testament. Um, all of the thought-provoking things that he wrote, you know. Um, the letters to the church, you know, he wrote those. Um, and so imagine God can really turn anybody's heart around. And that's why we must pray for the persecuted because the more they are adamant and do not, do not stay away from Christ, the more, you know, the light of God can be shined through them. And if the light of God is shined through them, the persecuted can come to know Christ. So in last year, <laughs> in last year um last year 2021 voice uh murder's day christian murder's day um um we celebrated roki uh, oh i said it right the other time rocio panio rocio panio pan uh, pino sorry rocio pino I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. I really apologize. But in March 6, in 2011, three gunshots shattered the stillness of Colombia of the Colombian night. Two members of the Revolutionary Army Force of Colombia, FARC, approached the Peniel House late at night, claimed they needed help fixing a motorcycle. While James Peniel went to help the men, uh, went to help the men questioned his wife. Rocio to find out who she was. When she told them she was a Christian, the men shot her and fled, leaving her husband and daughter to watch her die. Rocio was known for sharing the gospel with everyone she met. Her witness drew the attention of the FARC and they retaliated. Rocio took the Great Commission seriously and she knew the risk. But she was willing to share the gospel no matter the consequence. Please pray for James Peniel and his daughter as they struggle to forgive the men who killed Rocio. And pray for Christians in Colombia who face violent and unforgiving members of the FARC each day. We're going to talk about Colombia in another episode. But I just want to talk about the person that we celebrated last year. This year we are celebrating John Chu. Don Chow. I, I hope I'm saying that right. John. I probably should be looking up these names before I come in. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Even if I do, I feel like I'm going to mess it up. But, you know, God understands. Um, and they are brothers and sisters, you know. Um, John. I'm just going to call him John. Um, he had a quote that I wrote in his journal. 
in 2018, November 16th. He said, you guys might think I'm crazy in all this, but I think it is worth it to declare Jesus to this people. Now, John was in, and he was an evangelist. He was a missionary. Went on a lot of mission trips. Um, and he felt God calling him to go and um, preach to the people in a ice island. Um, um, it's a, uh, it's called the, sorry, hold on. Um, North Center, Cent, Sentinel Island. Um, North Sentinel Island. Um, it's a, it's a small island that's part of India. Um, it's very small, very small, very, very small. Um, it's the North Centennial Island. Um, I think it belongs to India. Yeah, it does. It belongs to India. Um, and he felt God calling him to go and preach the gospel there. Um, yeah. Um, he began his journey in 2018. Um, when he turned 17 now they said that when he became <laughs> when he became he became what we described as an apprentice to Jesus after taking his first mission trip um the following year he began to pray about spend, spending his life serving as a missionary um and he said i know that god used that time to mark my life he said later um in his prayers john asked god where he wanted him to go to echo Isaac's affirmation, here I am, send me. He said that. He echoed Isaac's affirmation. Um, he said, here I am. Uh, oh, sorry, as, right, Isaiah's. Sorry, Isaiah's affirmation that said, here I am, send me. He asked God, here I am, God, send me. Where do you want me to go? And so he felt God leading him to the North Centennial Island, which is a island that belongs, that is part of India, which nobody goes to. There have been reports that when people, even fishermen, when they just lay their boat by the Centennial Island, they are killed by these people because they want nobody on their island. They want nothing to do with anybody. They want nobody to come and disturb them. They don't want anything from anybody. Nobody from outside can come in. If you come in, you are not going out. You know, um, and so they killed the fishermen that have stopped there. They killed them, you know, um, and the government of India knew, you know, so they kind of. You know, they told fishermen not to go there anymore. You know, they, you know, obviously don't go there. Um, but he knew that God was sending him them. He planned for years and years and years on how he was going to go to the Centennial Island. And he finally did. He worked with some fishermen who, um, he decided that he wasn't going to take a big boat there to the Centennial Island. Um, and it's funny because I, I never really knew much about the story. I'd heard it in school somewhere. Um, and kind of, they kind of, made fun of him in a way um because this was i think this was in uh, uh i don't remember the year give me one second let me just look quickly um i don't remember the year exactly when he went but it was it was big that time i just didn't know so much about the story um because there was a lot of persecution that came about that story um at that time um yeah but it's okay 2018 yes 2018 so i'm just gonna read a little bit of this right here it says on November 16, 2018, John went ashore on North Centennial Island for the last time. Um, the f um, when the fishermen returned the next day, 
According to police report, they saw a dead body being buried at the shore, which from the silhouette of the body clothing, the circumstances appeared to be the body of John Alentro. Nothing is known about what happened between John's arrival at the beach and his death. So what happened was that John decided that he was going to go to Centennial Island. Um, and he was going to not go because of how he's heard that they killed the fisherman and all that. He was not going to go with a big boat. Rather, he, the fisherman took him close enough to the, to the island. Um, and he took another small boat and rowed all the way to the island. He was going to preach the gospel to these people. And... Um, you know, like we said in other reports, nobody has ever gone and come back. Now, you know, we I admire John because, you know, the Bible tells us to go into the world and preach the gospel. But the Bible never said anything about us coming back. <laughs> go into the ends of the earth and preach the gospel. God never said you should come back home. You know, not that, and that's not to scare anybody um, or that's not to talk about it lightly. But John went um, and he was going to preach the gospel. Regardless of what anybody said, he was going to preach the gospel. He planned. He, you know, prayed. Um, and when he went, unfortunately, John never came back. That was the last time we heard of John. Um, like I said, he went, you know, to the beach on the side of the <sighs> the beach. You know, it's a very hard story. Um, and uh, they, by the time they came back, they saw his dead body. Now, we never, we don't know if he was able to preach the gospel. He might have been able to talk to one person because he prepared, he learned their language, which I don't know how, because, you know, I mean, nobody was, you know, nobody ever goes to that language, you know, but he learned, he found out their language. He did a lot of research, learned their language and was able to go there. Um, and God being merciful, he could have spoken to one person. He could have spoken to all of them. And maybe there was just one person who killed him. You know, who didn't like him at all, who decided that, no, we're going to stay with our own faith. We don't know exactly what happened, but he went there. And it's amazing because it was almost as though um, he knew he was going to die. Um, I'm trying to find it where he says that. Yeah, he says he wrote in his journal. Um, hold on, I'm going to read a little bit further. Um the end of John's life on earth should not have should not be viewed as the end of the whole story. We know how the story ends in one of John's last journal entries. He wrote, "The eternal lives, the internal lives of this tribe are in their hands, are at hand, and I can't wait to see them around the throne of God, worshiping in their own language." As Revelation seven nine to ten states, every tribe, every people, every language worshiping King Jesus together. John longed uh, longed for the day when he could announce his sentinels, brothers and sisters, um, to other members of the body of Christ. However, whoever goes next, whoever is willing to take the risk, to risk his life or her life, to see John's hope realized should know that John has prayed for them. Whoever comes after me, he wrote in a prayer on the last evening of his life. Where, where, um, so I'm so sorry. Whether it is after, it is after tomorrow or another time, please give them the double anointing and bless them mightily. Perhaps the eternity, we will see John standing among the sentinels, um, gathered around the throne crying out to the lord um 
<laughs> crying out in loud voices with uh with them salvation belongs to god those who knew john well on earth will expect a tooth grain to his faith and a tooth grain to his faith and a twinkle in his eyes and a thumb raised on his straight you know i'm gonna stop reading right there but he prayed for whoever was gonna go after him and said god should give them the double anointing um and whatever it takes to go and preach to these people you know because it's hard um and it's even harder now because india has made it illegal for anybody to go there anymore nobody can fish near there nobody can go there at all it's illegal now to go there um and the thing about john's story was that when this news came back to america there was a lot of persecution upon his family um there was so much and then he lived in the united states you know it, so many people you know persecuted the family for even letting him to go you know the um the fishermen who took him there were arrested as well as other christians um who spoke with john you know on the island that he was in before he went to the sentinese island right um and in 2000 and the trial began in tw november 2021 the story of john the adventure bro quickly turned into john the misguided missionary i don't know if any of us heard of this in 2021 i feel like it might not have been easy for anybody to really hear about it because everybody was worried about coronavirus um but the misguided um missionary the color the colonizer the thoughtful disease the thoughtless disease spreader that's what people called him the mocking memes on social media and criticism in the variety of social in a variety of media came in waves they came so much some comedians even used this the story of john the of john's murders in their acts they you know people made jokes about it um more concerning was the criticism from christians who attacked john's lack of preparation and insensitivity to the culture some even questioned whether the great commission might be outdated in 2018 perhaps they posed it didn't apply to the tribes um and there was no contact with the outside world you know i mean it is it's amazing how we christians are the ones that treated john poorly after he willingly gave his life just as jesus did to go into this nation and try and preach the gospel but he might have never even actually got the chance to um and obviously you know in america in all over the world now that social media is such a big thing all we did was say oh john you didn't prepare enough he wasn't wise well he go and preached into an island that nobody you know is going with him there's no contact of the outside world there's no this there's no that we can say all we want about john but john did it he went how many of us will actually stand up and go to the sentinese island where they said they're cleaning people it's not like he didn't know that they're going to kill people. They're going to kill him. He knew. He, I mean, he, I mean, he knew because he prayed. There was something in part of him that knew that I might not come back. But he went. He gave his life up. Right? That's like the word of God that says that no greater love than for a man to give his life for his brother. Jesus gave his life for all of us. 
John may not necessarily have gone to give his life for those people, but he went knowing that he wants to preach the word of God to them and he never made it back. John is the person we are celebrating this year amongst all the others, but the main focus is on John this year, who went to the Sentinese Island, never came back. He went to try and preach the word of God. And so today is June 29, 2022, and we are celebrating John for his amazing courage um, to go and try and get the Gospels to the people in the Sentinelese Island of India. Um, now nobody can go to the Sentinelese Island in India. But we pray that God, who is powerful and infinite in mercy, that he can f- make, like we prayed, um, for the advancement of the kingdom, um, that some way, somehow, the word of God will get to them. Um, and maybe they have heard about it, but God will find a way that the light of God will just shine into their heart. Um, just like he met Paul, you know, this is why we must pray for nations who don't know God yet, um, that they will come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now, I don't want to make this any longer, but we thank God for the life of John. He is now in heaven, seated at the right hand of the father, you know, uh, enjoying his mansion because I'm sure there's a mansion for him. There's a mansion for all of us who, who will make it to heaven. Yeah. Um, and so if you like to give your life to Jesus, John was not stupid. John was not, um, someone who was trying to take disease to another country. John was not dumb. John was not anything people called him. Um, he was someone who loved Jesus Christ, fulfilling the mandate of going to the ends of the world and preach the gospel. John loved Jesus Christ because Jesus loved him. And he knew that Jesus loved the Sentinelese, the Sentinelese people. Um, and so Jesus loves you. And he wants you to be a part of his great family. We want to meet you in heaven so that we can rejoice with him with, together, you know, because Christ died for us. He forgave our sins. He washed us in his precious blood. It's something that we can never, nobody can ever, nobody can ever pay for what Jesus paid for us. It's freedom from sin, from pain, from depression, from sickness. Like the other stories we've talked about, people who have come to Christ and have been healed. Because Christ is the ultimate healer. He took all the beating, everything. He took on the cross, he was sin. When he was on the cross, he was no longer God. He was no longer um, the son of God because he was sin. Jesus, God turned his eyes away from Jesus because he was sin on the cross. But Jesus knew that there was an ultimate price and he died. And when he died, he went to hell. Because when you sin and you die, you don't go to heaven. He was sin. He carried it all on his shoulders, went to hell. But because he was Jesus Christ and there was a purpose, when he came, he collected the keys of death and destroyed death and... <laughs> um came and took the people who were waiting in Hades and took them all all to to Jesus Christ um, to heaven and he came back and he told us that he's sending us a comforter. Um, He defeated it. He defeated the grave. So that's why if you are in Christ Jesus, you have eternal life. Life for you is everlasting. You're not going to die. You may die physically on earth, but you're going to live forever. But if you don't give your life to Christ, you're going to die. You're going to be dead. Cause you're, and you're going to continue living a life of death. And you're going to go 
to hell. Eternal damnation. And nobody wants that for you. I want you to give your life to Christ. So if you'd like to give your life to Christ, please repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and I'm a sinner and I repent. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died and you rose again. And I believe that you can save me from and heal me from whatever it is that is bothering me. Please come into my heart. Be the Lord over my life. I accept you as my Lord and my personal Savior because I cannot do life on my own. Thank you, everlasting Father. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. I believe you are coming back again for me. From now on, I proclaim you as my Lord and I will serve you to the very end. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've just given your life to Christ, I am excited for you. Heavens are rejoicing with you. Glory to God. Um, congratulations. Welcome to the beloved. You are now we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. And I will see you in heaven one day. We're all gonna we're gonna rejoice around the throne of God and we're just gonna have a great time. You know that when we all get to heaven, my goodness. And my goodness, it's gonna be a day of everlasting it's not even a day. It was just gonna be everlasting rejoicing. Like <laughs> you can't even imagine what heaven looks like, but Unless God shows it to us. Um, but thank you all for joining us here at the Peaceful Corner. I hope you can join us again soon. Thank you for fellowshipping with me. Thank you for fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. You know, every time we have our podcast, I'm here speaking to you guys. Holy Spirit, we're fellowshipping with him. God the Father, Jesus the Son. You know, we all here. We're having a good time. Thank you all for joining us. I hope you can join us again. I love you all. Jesus loves you more. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.